Please be seated. So as Bob mentioned, today is Trinity Sunday. It's often called Curate Sunday or Assistant Sunday because usually people just give this um, ridiculous task of preaching today to the lowest member of the <laughs> preaching team to, to dodge it. But since it's my last Sunday, at least down here, they, they threw it to me and said, oh, good luck. <laughs> the trick is really not that the Trinity is impossible to explain. It's impossible to understand, I guess, is the, way, is the best way to say it. It ends up with lots of technical terms. When anybody talks about the Spirit and the Father and the Son, it, it gets really complicated really quickly. And the real problem is not necessarily that we don't try to explain it. It's that usually when you try to explain it, you end up in heresy really, really quick. You sort of, I'm doing along fine, and then, oh, too bad. Um, what I really probably wanted, I've always wanted to do, is, but I've never really had the guts to do it, is just to give one sermon period about this, and that is a good friend went to visit uh, to, on a trip during seminary to the Eastern Orthodox Church, which is based in Istanbul, um, and went to see the Patriarch of Constantinople, who is effectively the Pope of the Orthodox Church. Now, the Orthodox Church is literally the people who wrote all of the books on the Trinity. Not one or two, all of them are by the Greek Orthodox uh, fathers that really hammered out what the Trinity is, how it works, how they relate to each other, and everything that works together. So my friend went and met the Patriarch of Constantinople as a seminarian, and he said, I've got the perfect question for the Patriarch of Constantinople they got an audience with him, and they sat down for a few minutes, and he said, could you please explain to me the Holy Trinity? To which the patriarch of Constantinople, the leader of the Orthodox Church, looked at him and said, hmm, is mystery. <laughs> I'm done. Good night. That's it. That's where I should stop. But I'm going to try with, a, with an example here. The big part that, uh, there's not a big part, there's lots of parts to it. One thing to understand, the first and foremost thing to understand whenever we talk about the Trinity, it's they're all of the same substance, is what we'll say. It's homoousion in the Greek. They're all the same. So I have three ropes. They're all ropes. They're the same substance, right? Now, the key is they're the same substance, and yet they are separate. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's three persons, one being. That's the whole idea of the Trinity in a nutshell that we try to wrap our heads around. But each is not just sort of by themselves. I mean, they're by themselves and they are in each case complete. They don't have to have the other. At least that's my understanding with the Trinity, that they, they have a unity within themselves. They don't have to have the other and yet they are related to the other. So there are three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, same substance, separate beings. So you have that Father and Son and Holy Spirit. And yet, somehow, in God's grace and time, they're more. They're actually one. They're connected. Haha, <laughs> easy, easy party tricks. Got, gotta love the ooh there. Ooh. Is mystery, yes, is mystery. 
the problem that we end up having with the Trinity is they seem to be just other. They seem to be almost magic. And that is at least part of it. But the part that we miss in the Trinity, the part that we truly don't pay enough attention to, is the most fundamental part of it. That Jesus is part of that Trinity. And that when Jesus came amongst us, as John would say, when the word, that is, when God, that pre-existent person, came down and became flesh and dwelt among us, God learned what it is to be human, what it is to hurt and be hungry. He learned from a very intimate way everything it is to be a human being. And so when Jesus died on the cross, was resurrected for our sins, but then more importantly, ascended back into heaven, the word that had become flesh was now a moment of the flesh becoming word. It was a moment where all of what it is to be human became part of God as well. And so this became a moment not where this is separate from us, but it's part of us. And it's part of God. Let's say it differently. Because we worship God and are part of God's family and brought up into God's family through baptism and communion, then we are never separate from God. Not life, nor death, nor anything in between separates us from that love of God, as Paul says. We are all brought into it and united into it for eternity. Which means that God is not just present here. He's with all Christians everywhere at all time. In fact, it's outside of time. This is that mystical mystery of our faith. To make it personal, it's to say that I have had four magnificent years worshiping with all of you. My family has grown and been part of this community for that time, and it's been wonderful. And now when we go somewhere else, we will be physically separated from each other. But through God, through that trinity, and through worshiping together, we are never separated. It's crazy, isn't it? And beautiful all at the same time. That while we are worshiping and praising God in Sandy Springs at Holy Innocence Episcopal Church, and y'all are praying here, we are still somehow together. We are still knit together as God's people. We are brought up into the life of the Trinity, and it is magnificent. So today, on one level, is goodbye on a physical space and realm, but really in God's hands, it is just a new chapter and a new place, but forever connected. That's the Trinity that I like to understand. That's the Trinity that means something to me, and I know means something to you as well. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for the gift of your Son, for your presence among us in this place, but even more, Lord, that you bring us up into the life of the Trinity, into a life of love in relationship. Be with us, Lord, as we are separated from each other, but even more, Lord, keep us in the palm of your hand so that we are always near. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.